welcome to the Living Ageless and Bold podcast. Each episode, I bring you amazing women who inspire, educate, and share their experiences and journeys along the way. So grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee, find a cozy spot, and let's relax and have some fun hearing what can be accomplished after 55. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to bring an old friend back to the show. Colleen Biggs and I met, I don't know, pre-COVID. There was life before COVID, probably five years before that, um, at a business conference. And she's really amazing, really inspiring for our audience, for you know, women over 50 with reinvention. I don't read bios, but there are numbers in her bios, and I don't want to mess this up. So she, over 22 years, she's been a business strategist and a coach. So we're going to talk about you know our next steps. Listen to this. Launched over 340 businesses. I'm trying to do the math. We'll talk about that. She's a keynote speaker, has authored five number one international best-selling books. The latest one that we're going to talk about is Step Into the Spotlight to Expand Your Influence. This is so cool. 2020 Local Business Person of the Year, 2021 Top 10 Women Business Leaders, and 2023 Most Inspirational Leaders in Business to Watch Out For. She's a rock star. She's also the CEO of The Leap Community, which is living every day as purpose, which we're totally going to dive deep on because that's what all women over 50 are doing. She has an amazing podcast and super cool is a first degree black belt. So Colleen, welcome Thanks, to our Christina. show. I don't think we are giving you enough props and everything you've been able to accomplish. And every time I turn around, you're being interviewed and teaching people how to be interviewed. I love oh. the behind the scenes stuff that you do to show like, check this out. My computer's sitting on all these boxes and books and you got to adjust what you need to adjust. <laughs> I've had that happen. I had a ladder set up in front of me with my computer on a ladder. And I was like, you got to do with what you got. <laughs> if, if you could see right now, because I, something's wrong with my tripod stand. So it keeps crashing. So I have a smaller one. So I had to move a little coffee table I over know. to get but the lights work. We're we do what we have we to can do. do it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about these 340 yep. businesses because I'm like, all right, if you started when you're 20, <laughs> you know, that's 10 yeah. plus a year. Yeah, it's like 15. What yeah, the heck? It's probably during my prime in the last 22 years, I've launched about 15 businesses a year. Some of those being my own, especially in the last couple of years, my husband and I have started launching more businesses, purchasing more businesses. But I would say, uh, Christy, I'm a very different person today than I was. Talk about reinvention that I was when you and I met. Um, so I, my, my love is working with CEOs and founders of their businesses to launch them. So I'm not single-handedly going out there, launching, selling, launching, selling. I would tell you that I love that phase of launch and build um, very much what you would call an activator, uh, an implementer. I'm not a in the clouds kind of person where talk about a lot of ideas and talk about, you know, and invent a lot of ideas. I'm like, okay, when you figure that out, get me on board because I'll activate and implement. And that's kind of where my personality lives. So I love that. And there's so many women listening. We kind of have two demographics. Our big demographic is the over 50 woman. And then we're having, we have a really quickly growing younger demographic, which really gets me excited. And they send me messages about, you know, how inspiring yeah. women like you are to realize, wow, she's, she, you know, you like, even in the last five to seven years, you've totally shifted yeah. what you're doing that, you know, there's so much ability to really do anything you want. Uh, so 
in terms of what you do, like I would love to, to, to use your expertise and your knowledge to help women listening. So whether they've, you know, retired from corporate, maybe they stayed home with their kids, but you know, they had a life in the past, maybe they were part-time, but you know, now they're empty nesters. We should, most of us are fortunate enough that, you know, we've got some money set aside. Um, we're not paying for kids anymore. I interviewed Jean Chatsky and she's like, oh, be careful with that raise. Like, don't go spending it all right away. But, you know, so if if I want to start a business, I have an idea, kind of walk through the process. Someone who's never been through it. You know, that's like the best question. And I would say we're seeing more and more younger women, just like you talked about stepping up, Christina, the age range at my retreat last week was 23 to 78. Right. I love that. I couldn't believe that I had 23 year olds, 28 year olds, 30 some year old, 50 year olds, 76 years old, 78. And they're just as spry and just as smart. And, you know, I, it doesn't really matter that span of age. When you have an idea, you're excited to, uh, whether it be move out of your parents' house, you're excited to get your own independence. You're excited to be able to spend your time freely, your money freely. This is kind of that younger generation. When we get older, I'm 51, almost 52. I now have 12 grandkids and another one on the way. So, right. (gasps) Oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) As long as my kids aren't listening, I can say that. And the younger kids are like, oh my gosh, I haven't even started. Uh, You know, I haven't even started thinking about children. I just want to be able to get out on my own. And You know, this really stemmed from 17 years old, Christina. I moved out of my house at a very early age. I had a very broken house. And I knew at that moment, I was going to be responsible financially for myself forever. And I wasn't looking. I had seen a marriage break. I had seen things happen. In that moment, I wasn't looking for a man to marry that was going to, you know, I was going to have babies and not work, which was how I was raised. We have to remember looking generationally. Girls aren't and women aren't raised that way today. Um, They're raised much more independent. And so I knew I needed to be financially independent. I had that drive of knowing I was going to need to make the money. And then from that point forward, every home that I bought, right, I bought the house. And it kind of became this obsession of almost not trusting possibly, and this isn't healthy, but not trusting another person in that, you know, cohabitation space, if that makes sense. So for me, I, I meet many, many, many women and men. I've, I've, I've worked and launched businesses with several men today. I mainly work with women, but I have coached several men and they're looking to create a business, a legacy and something where they're making an impact right on a community or whatever it may be. And They want their freedom to be at the bus stop with their kids. They want the freedom to pick them up before or after school. They want the freedom to go on the field trips. They want the freedom to take a family vacation and not have to, you know, um, lose pay or get that time off. So this crave of the American dream for us to be able to own a business, there's so many benefits, tax benefits, uh, financial benefits, time and freedom benefits. So I really feel like that's the main drive. And whenever, when anyone has an idea and something they want to bring out into the world, I go to numbers first. I go straight to the clarity of what it is. And I work on, you know, I, I think when you know the numbers, it shows the path. 
So I start, I mean, I'm a spreadsheet crazy person. So I, I know with everything, I'm like, I really want to do this event, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford it based on the cost. I go straight to the spreadsheet, put in costs, put in possibilities for profit and revenue. Uh, and then I just start doing the numbers and go, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I'm going to roll forward with this. So I believe that when we put the numbers together, it does show the path. So that's kind of the first step is really what is this idea that you have? And is it something a consumer wants, right? So what problem? We've heard this a lot. What problem are you solving? But so many people don't go through this step of understanding that. And they think, well, anyone out there on TikTok, you know, can solve a problem. Well, you might be solving a problem for someone who is looking to lose weight, but they also want to be able to do it in a healthy way. So they might choose keto, right? And so now this person's talking about keto recipes and that would be some, oh, that's great for me because I don't eat sugar or carbs, but I need to learn how to cook with higher proteins. How do I do that? So I might only follow someone that's doing that without meat because I don't eat meat, right? So one demographic is, is listening to the person who cooks mainly with meat. I'm listening to the one who's doing this with main vegetables. So see how you can break that down to that audience. That was my point. And that's so important. I talk about that all the time with my clients. You know, they're like, I can serve everybody. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to make a lot more money when you mm -hmm. come down to this, this, what you think is a little market is actually going to be, you know, when you know exactly who your client is and the pain you, you solve their pain, not what you think their pain is, but what they think their pain is having to figure that yeah. out is so important. And I important. think we forget that, you know, so many women will go out and get certifications and really feel like they have to train, 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 train. They spend years on their website, trying to go to all of these conferences, putting together all their products, thinking they have to have courses or whatever. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I, I say that they're like, they get ready and then they stay aiming. They aim and then they aim and then they aim and then they aim. And I am the firing kind of girl. I'm like, fire already. Just get it out there and fire. Right. You can create <laughs> yeah. a link, you know, for someone to, to sign up with something without having a web page built. Like there's so much you can sell that people will buy if they're in pain and you can get them out of that pain, you know, what's keeping them up at night? What is it that, you know, they need? And when we even think about like sticky notes that took off because it was a need for someone to be able to be, have a reminder of a note. And that was way before digital, you know, sticky. So everyone has a need. Some people can't tie their shoes. So they need a special type of shoe or a special type of shoe lace that doesn't require them to tie it. I don't work in the product sector as much. Um, I don't do online e-commerce. I, I don't work with a lot of clients that do that. Mine are very service-based entrepreneurs um, that are providing a service. It might be a nurse or an attorney or a real estate agent, you know, or a coach um, or someone in health and wellness, um, someone that might be a virtual assistant. Um, and building and scaling those businesses are super fun because... We have to buy time. How does everybody have 24 hours in a day, yet some people can only get a third of what they need done? What, what are they missing? What are they not understanding? And Christina, you know this with all the years. You could say something today and I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. Your common sense okay. is not my commonplace. And I think we tend to forget yeah. that. I hire coaches yeah. too. I've got to get out of my own frame. I've got to get out of my own way. and 
Um, one of the things you said, I had a coach years ago, and this has stuck with me forever. It's the best piece of advice I ever got. Imperfect action is better than taking no action at all. So just do it. Just do it. You can fix it along the way. Assuming you have something that you know you can fix and solve, you know, a pain point. And that's, you know, these women today. And and what I have found in the women that I've interviewed is it's so much more about purpose and passion. And talk about lead because I feel like that's a you know, that or leap. I'm sorry. Lead is, leap. Leap. leap is about um, being that, a leader though. Yeah. 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 But, but it is about living your yeah. purpose. So, so yeah. share more about, you know, why that's so foundational in what you do. You know, I have found, and I, and you too, you've been to a ton of workshops. We've been to a ton of conferences. The ones we remember, uh, the ones that hit home for us are the ones that made us feel something. Do you agree with that? Like it made us feel, right? We oh, had an absolutely. emotion, whether it be the audience and who we connected with that was there, whether it be a moment that we had an aha, everyone needs to realize that when you're consuming information, you're consuming it through your kind of view, a point of what you need. And so you're seeing it through a different set of eyes than anyone sitting next to you. So when we help other people feel, that is when it's memorable. That is when they move. That's when they're, they are motivated, if that makes sense. Why I created the Leap community and years and years ago, I had started with Lead Up for Women. And that really was a networking connection uh, community. And, and when I shifted over to the Leap community, it was like, hey, we've been leading for a long time. When are you actually going to take that leap of faith, right? And, and, and do what's deep down that you know you've always wanted to do and be always, you've always wanted to be this version of yourself. And it's not about the have tos, but what are a lot of the want tos? So I want women to get out there and connect on a, a visual level. I want them to connect on a verbal level. So they can be spotlighted. We do a lot of spotlighting of our members. And that's because I feel like when we talk about what we do passionately and it comes out, our listenership feels it, right? They feel that emotion. There's a lot of fakeness kind of going on. And I don't think it's because it's on purpose. I think it's based on fear. I'm afraid if I shed every layer and show up exactly the way I've always wanted to be, somebody's going to judge me someone's going to tell me I'm not good enough. Someone is going to gonna, gonna um, make fun of me or not buy my service. And then all of a sudden now that's personal. It's like, it's not really personal because it was never about you. It's always about them. Their favorite word is, is their name, right? So right. That's, what the, that's really what the Leap community is. It's a place where you can build a business along with other women that are building businesses, collaborate, connect, Uh, build your social capital. And that's a little different than networking. Social capital is putting people in your life that open doors and offer you opportunities. Um, And I provide this kind of safe and nurturing environment where there's no competition. We're here to to share what we know. We're here to help others. And and in in that transaction, a lot of the times you find your client because they need your assistance and guidance on what you offer, whether it's spiritual or health or uh, business or marketing or branding or whatever that might look like. There are, there's a different business out there 
they, like you said, along the way, we need different coaches at different seasons. We need different people in our lives at different seasons. And so what season are they at and how can you meet them where they're at? So I think we evoke a lot of emotion because we're driving, we're dry. All of us are driven off of the passion. And I feel like as the person kind of driving that bus, it's very important for me to walk the talk and, and, uh, talk the talk and really be out there vulnerably sharing about myself and not being afraid to put it all on the line to show other women that you can do this too. And I promise you, when you do that, you attract more of your clients versus fishing for them because they want to work with you because they just align with your message and what you're saying. So I think that's super important. Everything you're saying, I love. And I just interviewed um, somebody. She, she has a book about pillars of stepping up. And we just talked about three of them, but it was empathy, courage, and grace. And I, I find that third one just so important for, you know, everybody starting a business, you know, anybody in life, but you have to give yourself grace. You've got to, you know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to, you know, ask somebody for help. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, that's why I love that you have a community because when yeah. you're part of a, a community and versus, you know, when you're an entrepreneur by yourself, when you're first launching, it's a lonely place, you know, and, and when you don't know where to go and you, and you don't, but when, what you provide is so great. So you can fail a little with your, your network and, yeah. and be okay. There's a net there for you to fall into. Yeah. And there's really no judgment, you know, immediately if, uh, someone is struggling, I've seen the community really rally around them. Uh, they've send them cards and, you know, reach out via email and text and you can just feel the kind of love, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, we're all there serious because we're growing our businesses, but in the same moment, I find that they, the women in the community have so much success because they're not afraid by being supported to kind of get out there and lead with their heart. And, you know, I, I say a lot, you know, my, I, I do numbers and I love numbers and that's how I put things together, but I still start and create from my heart. And I really believe that that's a strength of a leader, uh, to do that. No, no one wants to listen to someone who's just scripted and jabbering and going on and on about them or their success or what they, you're like, stop talking to me about what you've done. Talk to me about how I can do this for myself. How does, how do I relate to what you're saying and how do I, how do we help the, the viewer or the listener realize and connect the dots on how it's possible for them? Um, and that's a right. kind of a lost thing these days, Christine. I believe that so many people um, want to just flood content that they forget that there's this connection piece and the connection is so much yes. stronger. Oh, people don't get it. They really don't. And it's, you know, if I get one more LinkedIn connection, boom, <laughs> buy for me. Like, who are you? <laughs> right? Everyone, if you're starting your business, don't connect with people on LinkedIn and think they're going to buy on a message, right? When you hit accept, like it's yeah. automated. There's, my my and, favorite... Oh. Oh. My favorite is when they sell you, Christina, on what you do. They're like, have you ever wanted to, you know, more clients? Have you ever wanted to make more money? Have you ever dreamed of being able to scale your business? I'm like, 
I always will write back, did you read my profile? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of my profile says that same thing. (laughs) I don't. I do get that. You know, have you ever dreamed of being in the media? Uh, Well, (laughs) yeah, I'm there regularly and I help people do it. They're like, you know, for a small fee, you know, we only charge you when we place you. I'm like, well, I can do it for free. So, yeah, but imagine if somebody, you know, were to connect with you, Christina, and say, I see you all over the media. You're fantastic. I mean, how did you learn to do all this? Right. And then you tell them right then you're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Not me. Yeah. And then everybody cares about themselves. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What's in it for me? I would say show them the love. Yeah. Show them the love. Okay. So you talked about starting at 17. There's a lot that happens between 17 and 51. Um, (laughs) You know, how did you get here? I mean, you left home at 17. That's a pretty, pretty big deal. And then, you know, and I don't know if you went to college or you just started working and you're talking about buying and selling businesses and there's, there's yeah. a big gap here that, that I'd love yeah. for you to fill in a little bit. You know, um, I was a survivor. That's what I knew how to do was survive. And again, some of these things that I've gone through, I don't wear them like a badge of honor. It is basically what I was I needed or forced to do to survive. I've been homeless. Um, I've been a single mom. Um, I've had, you know, I've, I've never been afraid to... Um, get a job, work hard, work my way up a corporate ladder. And um, I always wanted people to give me a chance because I did start going to college, but I thought I wanted to go for medical. I couldn't afford it. Um, And so I really just needed to work to survive. That was kind of the rotating of where I was. And But I knew that I was not afraid to do anything, try anything, um, and learn something. So when I would go into an interview, they would say, why should we hire you? And I'm like, there won't be anyone ever more dedicated or work harder than I do. I can learn anything. Just give me the chance. And if I don't, don't worry about it, right? You can show me the door. And um, I've always excelled in everything I've ever done because I put my mind to it. And there, there really wasn't another option when you're in a survival mode. You have to burn the other boats because there's no option. You can't teeter on, well... If this doesn't work, I could go back and live with my parents. Well, if this doesn't work, I could go back and do... There was no going back for me to anything. So I really didn't have a choice. And then it was probably at 36 years old, that was a pinnacle point for me, Christina. I was working my way up the corporate ladder, you know, becoming a director, an executive, you know, at a company and um, you earn more respect, right? But I was getting further and further away, I felt like from the meaning from the people, from the day-to-day that I loved. And um, I had decided at that point that I had lived my life a lot. I'd had my father had passed away. I really wasn't talking with some of my family anymore. I lost a lot of what I thought was my identity. Our family is, is, is connected to our identity. And at that point, it was like, you know, I'm telling all these, all these people are telling me, you need to be this way. And here's this label and you're this and you're that, right? And I've been called a a bull in a china shop. And I've been called all kinds of names that are really rude that hurt my feelings. But I allowed those labels to stick. And I think at 36, I kind of shook it off. Like, it's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to develop as a, an adult and figure out like, what do I like? You know, I, have, I'm ha- I had kids, two kids. And so everything was about the kids. 
And I had lost sight of like who Colleen was. So I started this personal development journey and it was the best thing I ever did. Anyone out there listening, you've got to understand you. You've got to really work on yourself. You've got to work on um, your leadership. You need to work on um, just developing you personally and getting rid of, I was, I was like a Sherpa. I carried around so much baggage from parents and grandparents and cousins and other people. And I blame myself for a lot of stuff. And it's very, very heavy. And I do think it's what causes a lot of mental health issues that we have today. Uh, so I went to therapy. I did a lot for myself, right? And I'm not talking about get my hair done, do my nails, get a massage. I did a lot of inner work, a lot of the inner work on myself. And that created uh, freedom for me from a lot of what was holding me down. So now I wasn't really scared to uh, take leaps, you know? So I met my, that was when I met my husband that I'm married to today. We've been married a long, long time. Obviously I'm in my fifties. I was in my thirties. We did martial arts together to become a black belt. That was another piece to move me mentally and physically past what I think was capable I finally had somebody in my life that loved me for me and, and hearing about my family and the brokenness and parent grandparents that weren't around, I really didn't have a connection to my family of being loved. And so having this person like change the world for me because that person loved me for me. When you have people, and this is why I wanted to make this point, surrounding you that love you for you, that fuel your success, that are there because they want to be there. Those are the people you want to keep close because you can safely become a better version of yourself easily, believe in yourself. And um, that is where your true success comes in. That's when people get attracted to you. Money comes easily because you're living in the way that you were meant to live, the way God had created you really to be. Uh, We just kind of hide it all with all the damage that's happened throughout our whole life. So that was the really big shift for me. And at that point, my husband was building his own business. Again, he was scared to be an entrepreneur, build his own business. I was there to support him through that. So when, when he became a better version, grew his business, that um, I took a huge leap knowing this was a lot to leave corporate, but I'm going to do it because I believe in myself. And he couldn't support everything at that point. But I would tell right. you that it was easier for me not having to provide everything for the family, right? To be able to to leave at that point. And I just knew as soon as I hit the ground running, I would do what was necessary because of my survivorship training that I would do what I needed uh, to be able to build the business. And I did. And my entire business is built on failures. <laughs> that's, isn't isn't that the truth? <laughs> it, I always said to my husband, because I've always been an entrepreneur, and he met me as an entrepreneur. And then we got married and it was kind of like, well, aren't you going to get a job? I'm like, well, no, because this is what I've done. <laughs> but I used to always say, you know, but I'm young enough and smart enough. I, I can go out and get a six-figure corporate job. Don't worry about it. Well, now I'm 56. And I mean, now we're fine. I've been doing this a long time. But it's like, I don't think I can fall back on that corporate job idea anymore. So I gotta, yeah. I've got to keep reinventing this. But um, I've done so much reinvention just in my fifties. Yeah. Um, you're right, but surround yourself by people who support you. And I yeah. get nervous. I, I put things out on social, like that I'm excited about. And, but people are so nice. I got an Instagram message from a guy I went to high school with, who's like, 
don't take this wrong. He's like, I'm just really proud of you. Like you've just really, I was like, I just thought that was sweet, you know, that yeah. I haven't seen him since, you know, we're 17 years old, but, uh, so there are a lot of good people out there that do build you up and, and you're right. Break away from the toxicity, surround yourself with the people who lift you up, especially now, especially as you become empty nesters and you're, you know, you're, you don't have the kids to fall back on or the yeah. kids events or the parents at the kids events. You really have to, to build your own, you know, what's you, what's your social network, what's your business, your philanthropy, whatever. You don't have to go back to work, but if you're going to volunteer, you know, what does that look like for you? Yeah. We are reinventing ourselves again. Cause we really feel like we just, you know, we're in that second half of our lives, you know, cause I plan on living to a hundred. So second half of our lives. Yes. And now I feel that for us, we are looking at our legacy. So we want to be able to spend more time with the grandkids. So we are really only focused on things that provide assets for those assets to provide income. And my husband and I are essentially right now working to provide that income for those assets to provide that income because we want to be able to choose and not trade, you know, not have to chase money and be trading time for money consistently, but choose that. And, you know, when you are an empty nester, you do travel a little bit more. Now you have the grandkids and you want to spend more time with them um, and enhance their life, right? And be there for them. And when you have 12, sometimes you're at five, six, seven games, you know, a weekend and supporting them and your whole weekend is, is family and grandkids. So that's the way we want our lives, but we don't want to be pulled, feel like we're pulled one way. So I think you need to constantly be reinventing yourself, Christine, and looking at the future and saying, if I want my future to look like this, what are the steps I need to take today to make that happen? And I don't think anyone our age is really talking much about retirement anymore. I don't, I mean, maybe corporate America and people that are in corporate America are, but the businesses aren't set up to provide the money, the social security, the Medicare, all of that is unstable. So with it being unstable, I feel like if you retire, you expire. So we're just moving into a new part of our lives and we really want to draw it out and design it to look like the way we want to. And I'm going to encourage anyone over 50, you still have half your life left and now you're smart enough to know what to do with it, right? Now we're smart enough. And so true. Yeah. So true. And I've interviewed help people in the health space. And that's actually a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like we, women our age, taking care of ourselves should live well into our nineties. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you're right. We're just starting. It's like we're babies. Um, yeah. we're, I read that we are the, the healthiest, the wealthiest and the most fit demographic ever in history. I believe that. Cool. Yeah. I focus yeah. big time on my health. My money goes into the food I buy, the supplements, like we spend our money on the health factors versus the medical yeah. side of it, because I really feel like you're doing one or the other. You're either investing in your health now, or you're going to be investing in the medical that has to take later. care of your health later. Um, and we want to run with our grandkids. We want to have that excitement and that energy and that fun and be able to keep up with them and, you know, uh, be playful with them. And I really do know that the more we surround ourselves with those types of laughter and fun and play, it keeps us young. 
you know, it yeah. keeps our bodies young. So, oh my gosh, I could talk to you forever. Um, so, Same. so fun and so empowering for, for women. So, um, before we wrap up, how can people find you if they're thinking about this next chapter, how they find Colleen yeah. Biggs? I think the easiest way, uh, well, you can Google my name and there's no other Colleen Biggs that comes up. I think I've wiped them all off the face of Google, but, uh, <laughs> ColleenBiggs.net is so easy to find me. Again, if you forget, just type my name into Google, but LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me. Uh, you can type my name in and connect with me there. Uh, pretty much all my profile pictures show me, you know, doing like a karate chop kick. Uh, you know, it kind of shows my bad attitude. Um, but you know, I also feel like we can kick fear to the curb and, uh, really reinvent and become anybody we desire to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to just surround yourself with, uh, the people that are going to help you be a better version of yourself moving forward. You know, it's just, it's happy. I'm happy. And I I don't know if a lot of people can say that, you know. I, I feel the same way too. My, I have kept my word of the year for the last three years is joy. Like if you don't bring me joy, I don't want to hang out with you. That's like, right. I'm going to be joyful. Uh, okay. So we wrap up every show with the same two questions. Um, I know you're just getting into your fifties, so we can say your late forties too, but what's the greatest thing you've accomplished kind of at this phase in your life? Oh my gosh. I think the greatest thing I've really accomplished is just really leaning into being happy and having joy in my life. I can't say that in the past I've truly been happy. I've just tried to go through the motions, but I really am happy because I don't make a decision. I've given myself the permission to not make decisions that I don't want to make. Um, And so life is way easier. (laughs) way easier. I love that. And then where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, that's a great one. So in 10 years, my husband and I will have had, we will then have enough property that passes our um, income now today. So we'll have passive income for life. So I see the next 10 years really being choice for my husband and I to choose what we do and where we spend our time. Um, and just creating more of those memories, that legacy, um, and that family time, uh, and really being able to serve where we've been wanting to serve, uh, and just more, more of that freedom. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today. That's Thank certainly, you. this is a great empowering topic, um, for the women listening, all our reinvention, reinventions happening. Thank you for listening or for watching this episode of Living Ageless and Bold. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe. And if you like the episode, I hope that you will give us a great review. You can also head over to livingagelessandbold.com and sign up for information, inspiration, and exclusive opportunities for us, women over 55. Thanks for listening. And remember, no matter what you do, keep living ageless and bold.